0: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Today's topic, we want personalisation, but we don't want choice. Dallas, what are you talking about? (laughs) I knew you were going to lead in in that way, Michael, because I haven't given you
1: any sort of warm-up as to what I mean by this. So to explain here, what I think happens is that in our modern, I'll get very philosophical, in our modern world, we have a cult. We think we want options. We want more options. We want more choices and we want everything in 16 different colours and, the, yep. the you know, small, medium, large, extra large choices. What I think, when it comes to professional services, of which financial planning is obviously what I'm talking about here, but what I think is actually important and what, we try and what I think we try and offer and what we try and do for our clients is not give more choices. When it comes to their money or when it comes to things like this where if someone's coming to us for our advice, they're not coming to us because they want 65 choices. What they actually want is they want us as the expert to have done the research, mm. to to know their situation and really understand who they are and what they're about, and then to tell them essentially what we think the best choice is for them to do. So that's exactly what I mean is what I think what I think people want and what we try and do is that We're taking in all this information all the time of the world around us and then when when someone comes in and meets with us, we want to take in all that information as to who they are, what's important to them, what are they focused on, what are their fears, what are their concerns, what is it that they're really looking to try and achieve and distill all that into going, okay, here's what I think is best for you and so that's that's where I talk about personalisation. We want that and I think that's a healthy thing to want. So when I'm saying we want this, I think what I what I mean here is this is what people should be looking for. That's what they should want. You shouldn't you shouldn't be going to either your financial advisor or you know any other professional and have them say, here's sixteen different options, you pick one. Because by its very nature there, they haven't you're not paying them for advice then. You're just paying them for information. So I don't think that if you go to someone and they just give you a lot of different choices That's not good. What you really want is someone who is taking all that into account for your personal situation and then being able to tell you, this is what I think is best for you. So if Roger Federer... (laughs) Here we go. Roger Federer with his tennis coach again.
0: Roger Federer's running cross-court. Djokovic has just hit a beautiful ball. Roger Federer's running cross-court. Yeah. And he hits a backhand. Yeah. And the way that he hit that backhand would be subtly different every time. He's taking in everything around him. Yep. How close he can get to the ball? How much? How fast the ball is going? Yep. Is Djokovic running into the net? Yep. Which side of the net is, yeah, is it yeah. coming? All of that sort of stuff. Yep. And if you actually asked him how do you hit a backhand, yep. he probably couldn't tell you. Yep. Because he's taking in all that information. everything's subtly different yep. at, any, at any point in time. Yeah. Given that you. Describe yourself <laughs> as the best as a Roger plan Federer plan. Of, of financial planning in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not Australia, the world. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be a fitting analogy. It so is. I agree with you completely. I, was, I, was actually I agree saying, with you completely.
1: This is great. I love when you use the Roger Federer analogy because then it makes it sound like we're Roger Federer in this example. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're, you're dead right is that that's, that's what, you, what you're doing is over, over many – as any sort of professional, what you're doing is you've seen – You've seen a lot of these different situations and you've yep. you've you've got the feedback you've you've done a lot of that uh, research in the background so that, that decision for us as the professional working in this space it should be very simple and easy for us to tailor that to the client sitting in front of us and say right hmm. here's what I think you need to do um, and that's I guess I don't really have much of a, a takeaway from today but if anything I think that it's probably a a warning for a lot of people is if, you're, if you either, A, have a financial advisor currently and and the conversations tend to be them saying, well, here's your six different options or six different ways that you could be invested mm-hmm. or here's how much you, you can contribute this much or this much or this much into super or any of those sorts of things where if you've got a professional they're giving you too many choices, I'd, I'd be very concerned. So that's, that's sort of point one that I want to make. And point two is that if you're currently self-directed, and, and you don't have an advisor, be aware that that is, that is an easy trap to get caught in, in our, in our modern world where you can Google anything. And you you could Google something and there'll be 65 different options available to you for how you should do that or you could do that. And so that's kind of what I see as, as our value, um, both with people who have an existing advisor that they're not really sure, or with people who don't have an advisor, is that, Our job is to take a lot of the choice out of it, if that makes sense, and just go, you've told me your situation, you need to do these three things, and that's it.
0: Look, I I agree. I agree completely. I usually like to to argue in some sense (laughs) of of capacity. Yeah. But I agree completely with you, and I think most of our clients are busy people. They're experts in their own field. Yeah. They make a lot of money by being... Yeah, you know, um, the best consultant or the best plumber or the best electrician or the best, you know, whatever they are. Yep. So they actually don't have time to, to research. They don't have time to look at these choices. They don't want to. No. Um, so, no, I agree completely with you. And it's summing up, it's summing up, I mean, we've spoken before on niching and how we only work with people that are age 50 and over and how those people are—we uh, see the same scenarios time and time again. Um, yeah, their names are different, and the figures are different. And they live in a different house, and all of those types of things. But but there's a lot of commonalities as well. So what you're doing a lot of those times is you're filtering out anything that is just—you know—there's not going to work for them. Yes. Or it's not going to work for the majority of people. Or you've seen, you've seen—it's technically might be the most brilliant strategy ever, but, but it don't only stick adds. To it. Yeah. The tiniest, tiniest little, yeah, um, you know, bit of value add or difference, and it's just not functional. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly right. That's
1: what. It's interesting. I've found this um, with with Ali, obviously, who who works with us and is, is training to be a financial planner. A lot of the time, if you're looking at a client situation and you're saying, "Well, we're going to do it this way," and he'll say, well, "You know, why is that?" And it's almost hard to verbalise because you go, hmm. I, just, I just know that with these people that this is what they do really well and this is what they don't do really well and, and I know that this is actually what's going to keep them up at night but this other thing isn't. So we're going to do it this way because they're going to get the same result but it's going to be personalised for them and they're going to feel better about it or they're more likely to stick to the strategy
0: or something like that. So And look, an example, ex- an example that um, I've used before... And I've, I've trialed, and I've trialed for myself, trialed for my clients. I know the most technically brilliant way to pay your mortgage off faster is to have both of your incomes getting paid straight off your mortgage. The old, the
1: old line of credit, <laughs>
0: yeah. And then you live off your credit card. And then you pay the credit card off And every then you month. get 55 days interest free on in your credit card. And yep. then you pay it off by pulling back out of your mortgage. Exactly. So the theory is that for every 10000 that goes onto your mortgage, yep. Um, you're sitting money off your mortgage for a longer period of time. You're paying less interest. Fifty-five days later, you pull back, and here's the critical point: you have to pull back less than ten. <laughs> yeah, you pull back six to pay off your credit card because you've put all your expenses on there. Now, I know technically that's probably the best strategy, but it yeah. just doesn't work. For, and and so, that's, a,
1: that's a great point because it doesn't work for ninety-nine percent of people. Now, I've actually got one client that that <clears throat> I. Uh, we've worked together for a few years now. I've got one client that that's how they do it mm. and it actually does work for them. Yep. But I know that that does work for them because they've got the runs on the board and I know them and their personality type and how, they're sort of, how they think about money and all those kinds of things. But, but you're right, for the next 100 people that come in and say, hey, we're thinking about doing this, I'll be able to say, that probably doesn't work for you because 99 times out of 100, it doesn't. But when that one person comes in that it does work for them... We'll be able to go. Okay, well, for you, this might work, but mm. but ninety nine times out of a hundred, it doesn't. And so that's exactly right. Is that it's that ability to pattern match between, you know, the the actual technical knowledge of financial planning and and all the information that you can take in and people's situation, people's personality types, uh, and and how to best line that up. So yeah, that's that's a really good example of, of those sorts of things. And so. You know, If if someone came in and said to you, how do we best pay off our mortgage, you're intuitively, you know them, you're, you're taking into account all the conversations you've had with them in the past, you're taking into account their financial history, and you're going to say to them, here's what you need to do. You're not going to say to them, well, there's this strategy where you could use a line of credit and pay this off there, and the, or you could do it this way, or you could do it this other way, or mm-hmm. you could do it this other way. You're just going to distill that information into one thing and say, go and do this. This is what you need to do.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, so the only way that I've found that works for, for myself and my clients yeah. is to have multiple accounts, multiple different bank accounts, and you yeah. nickname one bills account, you nickname yeah. the other one holidays account, and you, yeah, you know, you, you you've got money as yeah. it comes in, you funnel it out into these yeah. different accounts, funnel it into your superannuation fund, hey, whatever's left over you can spend. So, so so that's that's an example i mean that's 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 yeah. a simple example, but that's that's an example of I think what you're talking about dallas that's right and the one that when I was thinking about this recently and
1: what made me think of it is different professions that do this well and don't do it well and um so for example, I've found in the past that sometimes accountants are terrible at this because what you'll say is hey i I, I want to do this thing." What's the best way to to set that up, or what's the best structure for that? And they'll go, well, you could structure it in this way, or you could structure it in this way, or you could structure it in this other way. And you're sitting there waiting for them to go, and you have to press and go, okay, but what's what's best? What do you think is actually best? And they go, well, if it's if you're optimizing for this, then it's this, and if you're optimizing for this, then you go, okay, but and then eventually after about half an hour, they go. Based on you and your situation and what you're trying to achieve, I think you should do it this way. So you go, okay, great, finally, after all that, we've got got the answer that I actually wanted initially. Whereas normally if you've got a good mechanic, mechanics are great at this. If you've got a good mechanic that you trust, you drop your car off. They ring you through the day and say, hey, this thing's wrong with your car. Hmm. I know that you don't do any long trips or I know that, you know, this car's an, an old rust bucket and you're just trying to run it into the ground. And so... There's this thing that's wrong with it. It's not a safety issue. It just makes a bit of a mm. funny noise. If you can ignore it, forget about it. I don't think we need to fix it. And they've already done all. And that's exactly that. They've spent 30 years of experience in their area of expertise. They've distilled all that. They've taken into account your situation and what you've told them about yourself. And they go, yes, you should spend $1,000 on this. Or no, you shouldn't spend $1,000 on that. And I think that that's really what we're looking for in any profession in our life.
0: Yeah, look, and, and the... The other thing too is is people, when you read information, you're reading different people's views on different things. Yes. So you, know, you might read that that um, some people's views are that you need to have uh, two years' worth of your income needs while you're still working in a cash account and to spread your eggs around more different baskets. You don't want to just have money in superannuation. You want to have investments on the side and all of those types of things. And you know, for some of our clients, we actually just sum that up and say, Hey, no what you want to do is you only want to have 6 months worth of living expenses here. Yeah. And um you don't want to worry about these investments, you want to funnel everything into your superannuation fund. Now, that's not us saying uh it's not good to have 2 years worth of your um yeah, you know, your living expenses parked away in cash. It's us filtering out everything and everything yeah. that we know and the length yeah. of time that it is between now and when the person wants to retire and the income that they need to retire on yeah. and um, the tax companies. advantages of superannuation and all those types of things. Yeah, It's us sifting through all of that um, really, really quickly because we've done it a million times before. Sorry, ASIC. I, have not, <laughs> I haven't actually done it a million times. It's, it's a figure of speech. <laughs> I've done it a thousand times before. Um. So, so, uh, y- you know, very, very quickly we can sit down with someone and say, okay, whilst it would be nice to have these things, and whilst the person who wrote that blog or whatever it was that you read, um, they're not crazy in the in the best no. best case scenario, perfect world, you would have those things. Yeah. Um, we know with your available resources, you just don't have that, that trade off fingertips. So. Yeah. The best thing for you to do is 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 this. And, that, and that's, I think, the, the big thing for me is is to
1: be uh, a bit of a warning, I guess, of it's it's great to search out new information and it's great to take on board different viewpoints, but you always want to look at that with a grain of salt and go, does this person actually know my situation? And this is the barbecue test all over again. You, you hear about this all the time where someone will say, hey, I was talking to this mate at a barbecue and he said I should do this. Now, what that mate actually really meant was he does that and it works for him. He, generally, what happens at the barbecue is they don't take into account, oh, yeah, well, you're different in this way and, mm. and we're different in this other way and all these sorts of things. It just becomes we repeat what we sort of know. And so anytime you find yourself, um, I, th- I think what happens in our modern world is that it's more likely that you're getting overwhelmed with information and different viewpoints. And what you probably don't need is more information and more, more different ideas. Mm. What you probably need is to distill that into something that is taking your situation into account. Now, whether that's to go and meet with a financial planner or whether that's just, I guess, for for people to think about this as you read something, as it relates to your finances or financial planning or anything like that, always really think about that as, yeah. You know, does how does this relate to me as an individual and to my situation? Mm. So, we want all of that information to be personalised to us. We don't want twenty different choices. <laughs> we want to take in some of this information, think about how that actually applies to you, and then make your own, make your choice in a way that is personalised and specific to your own situation.
0: Mm. Yeah. Look. Look. Uh, it, it is. I, I think listening to this podcast, you be could be forgiven for thinking it's a one way street here. Yeah as in it's a top down approach where we're telling people what to do it's not it's very con- it's collaborative it's very Solitative. collaborative yeah. it yeah. is um, uh, and that's that's how we actually get to know people that's, yeah. what, that's how we get to know what's important to them yeah. so with that with that collaborative approach again we're not going to say you could do this one of five different ways you pick one after that collaboration and we're talking to people getting to know them what's important we we are then very direct in what we believe is the is the is a workable plan for them not to say that other plans won't work yes it's just to know that our plan will work and that- and we know that our plans work now we're not predicting returns we're not predicting anything our beyond plans, the fact that yeah. we know that our plans work for people they get to the position that they need to be time in and time out um, and there's adjustments that are made of course yeah. along the way because because yeah, it's 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 like anything. It's yeah. like any analogy, um, any sport, you know, any, any car trip, any yacht yeah. trip, or anything. <laughs> like you're making adjustments along the way. You're never yeah. ever sticking exactly to that plan. Yeah. And and that's I think um,
1: when we started this podcast, I didn't really know what the point was. But, but <laughs> I, I, think, had, uh, I, you and, you and me, you and me both, <laughs> Dallas. But I think that's that's uh, touched on a great point there, which is that. Both if you're in charge of your own finances or if you have a financial planner, what you really want to look for is there's a sweet spot here between on the one hand, you've got someone who just spits out information at you and, and gives you everything and, and, and wants you to make the choices and, and that's not good because that's, if you've got a professional, that's what you're paying them for is that advice and you want them to be distilling that for you. So if you go and meet with a financial advisor or anyone like that and they say, well, here's the 10 different options. You choose one. You should head for the door. Um, because there's not, they're not actually making a stand as to what they think is best for you. They're not actually mm. doing what you should be paying them for. Now, by the same token, on the other extreme of that, um, which is also what you don't want, is someone who just talks at you for an hour mm. and says, this is what you need to do. And if you get the vibe there that they haven't actually taken an account, they haven't asked you any questions, they don't want any information from you about your situation, mm. they've just got some magic beans to sell you that are going to be perfect for everyone and everyone should have them, you should also head for the door there. So what you're really looking for, whether, you've, whether you're looking for a financial advisor, whether you're looking to work on your own, is that you want enough information and you want enough collaboration and, and consultation with, here's all the different viewpoints, here's the different options, here's the ideas and ways that we could do it. But you also need to go, okay, we're picking a strategy that's best for us. It doesn't matter what everyone else around us does. It doesn't matter what... Uh, you know, my next door neighbour or the guy at the barbecue or my parents or my kids do or whatever, this is what I think is best for us or this is what my financial planner thinks is what's best for us. We pick that strategy, we stick to it, knowing that the choice has been made in a way that takes our situation into account. So we've got personalization, but we don't have 16 different choices. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.